Hey everyone, we're redoing the <laughs> intro, so we just did. Hello! Hi everybody. Uh, the microphones weren't turned on. We didn't get to the movie yet though, so it's good. You didn't miss anything important? No, just awkward sitting here. We're, we're sitting, we're trying to get chummy, because... <laughs> Keith, why would anyone want to sit next camera. to me? This fucking camera's not 16 by 9 that's just, that's just pissing me off. We have all this... We don't have that much space in here, but we have more space than this. <laughs> We're framing like we're in a uh, Wes Anderson film. Oh, I'm fine like with we that. Gotta get, we got to get with. You need some. You need some funky wallpaper for. Uh, what's the hotel movie called? Oh fuck! Well, we're doing great so far. Um, <laughs> we know uh, movies. Hotel know movies. Transylvania. <laughs> hotel Transylvania Three with Adam Sandler, when they prop up his corpse to do the voice acting. He, he, he's going to be in a really good movie. I saw a pre. That's I impossible. I don't know. I, no. Okay. That's impossible. See, I'm doing a bad job again because I don't know the name of it. But I just saw. You don't a preview. know the name of the movie. I saw a preview. We have the power to IMDb awkwardly while I try not to put my face saw... directly in the microphone, which leads to a weird neck. Um. No, I saw a preview for which a, just a normal neck. Adam Sandler movie, and it looked actually very, very good, and I got I excited. Don't hotel, hotel <laughs> Transylvania four in 2021. Oh, it's uncut gems. Uncut, uncut gems, gems, where he plays Howard Ratner. That actually looks like a good movie. It's got that Mr. Robot framing on the cover. Boy, we're two seconds I'm into excited. a video podcast. We're, we're two seconds into a movie podcast. And we already did the stereotypical thing of uh, of opening IMDb. Hi everyone. Hi, I'm, I'm Stephanie. Is that a, wait? Does it also feature Scarlett Johansson? Yes. That's a ah. Oh, it's, it's connected. Oh, wait, we, we planned no, it. No, well, it says it says Uncut Gems and Marriage Story. Shit. Two, no. It's two oh, movies. it's a thumbnail. It's a picture of two different movies. God, Still, we, we suck. Somehow, oh, that's Adam Driver. Hi, everyone. Hi, Adam Driver. I'm Stephanie. Hi. My hair is really yellow. So Hi, Stephanie. It's not color saturation. It's atomic sunshine. So it's not your screen. Oh, yeah. yeah I feel, this is, I feel yeah, obligated the, to mention that because yeah, it's this really isn't, bright. Yeah, this is not color calibration. This is just, this is just isn't actually blonde hair. It's got orange on the bottom. Yeah. But it's a really specific color. Atomic sunshine. Is I it, named it, it myself. Is it orange? The the orange or is it part? red. I don't remember. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! People Pete. are still arguing about it. I love it. Um, <laughs> official, whatever. Thanks everyone for voting for red. If you voted for red, then you're the best. If you voted for orange, then you're okay. But you know, sixty percent of you are losers. You got to make and it up right. to me. <laughs> no. So we saw Jojo Rabbit. Yes. By the way, <clears throat> yeah, so, which you know because title of video. We actually just saw it. Yeah. I actually was crying for this. <laughs> yeah, we, both, we actually both cried. Although you you, you, cried? you you went for a while. I did. I went for no. like 30 minutes. There's a very specific scene where I obviously cried. Yeah, we won't spoil it. No. But. Yeah, we'll, we're going we're gonna to go like recommendations for a while and then we'll probably be like, spoilers now and we're going to gush about specific things that are... Oh, we're going to be... Probably. That's so official. I've well, never you just, like you, you, you got to do like the it's etiquette. I've to, never like, done this. You let before. people try to watch the video, or they can try to like figure out whether they want to watch it because they probably never. A lot of them probably never even heard of Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So yeah, I think <laughs> it, well, honestly, for us, it's not showing anywhere near us. We had to go to a, a very special like nine a.m. showing, which is yeah. the only showing of the entire day. Um, and I think the only other theater that's showing it is like a weird artsy theater Some place so. you have to drive like half an hour to get to yeah. and we're lucky for that because other time otherwise it's like way worse for a lot of people like where i used to live it took like an hour 
to get to any limited release theaters. Like it was absolutely it was awful. And boy, I I'm like I love well. My brother's getting to be really good with movies, but for a long time I was like, any of these movies I want to go see, I'd go like figure it out myself, drive out in the Just middle of nowhere. Alone. I yeah. love my family, but they ain't gonna be watching these movies with me. So these are the, these are like the, I, that's why I'm glad you're Keith now. It's kind of fun. It's like it's always the special trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember, with, like I told you before, like with family, I once went out and just saw like as a double feature, like Safety Not Guaranteed and Moonrise Kingdom, and it's like I love Moonrise this is Kingdom. cool. You're seeing weird movies that no one, like almost no one, knows about compared to like that's how I saw that hotel Marvel. movie with the name that we can't remember. I saw that one in a weird artsy theater. That Hotel serves... Budapest? No, Grand no, Budapest Grand, Hotel. Grand Budapest hey, Hotel. we did it. We did it. We remembered the yes. movie that's not the movie that we're talking about. No. <laughs> um, well, this movie. So this movie is uh, by Taika Watiti. I think. I think that's. It's a. It's a different. It's an interesting name. We got an interesting name. He did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is he, why I wanted to see And this. he also did uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I'm trying to get you to watch because it's a dreaded horror. It's a dreaded uh, Marvel movie, but it's also a This Guy movie. And it was really fucking funny. Even Andrew liked it. He doesn't like anything. Well, if Andrew liked it. And it wasn't, and it wasn't even good. just because the Hulk was in it. Um, I just don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Marvel movie person. I'm I'm encouraging you to watch like the 23rd out of 27 movies. I have and just heard that jump this is in. like the good one though. Yeah, so no, Thor Ragnarok's great. Um, I saw the last. I told you I saw the last one. Whatever the what was it? The la- the oh album. yeah, you had the you had the bizarre experiment of just seeing Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> I and you know. fell asleep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Which I would expect, because it's just a bunch of people you don't know of doing doing payoff of a bunch of things that you also yeah, don't know about. There's a lot of scenes where the audience was like, oh, yeah. or like, oh, and like, I'm just like. Endgame featured a bunch of scenes that were riffing off of scenes from other movies, which you also haven't seen. <laughs> so it was like the most dense with like references to other movies you could possibly have. And you're like, I'm just going to jump in right here. Yeah, I just pissed a lot of people off. I was yeah. like, oh, 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 you guys got free tickets to go see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> people had to like pre-order those. And I was like, just got invited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So don't this, hate me. Don't hate me. So this movie had a super strange tone, right? <clears throat> like, this was an experience. Oh, yeah. Because like right off the bat, you have what is like the trailer shot of like what you kind of think you're getting into, which is that the trailers show like this kid in some kind of like fun, wacky summer camp, but it's for like Nazi, it's for boot camp, but for like 10 year olds. And he has, and I didn't, I actually wasn't, I didn't know if this was going to take place in reality or not, or if it was like a fantastical nonsensical world. So going in, I didn't know if Hitler was real. Oh, no. See, I knew I figured it out by yeah. the trailer. No, because so, so the premise is that this kid is a Nazi fanatic during yeah during the time and where so that would be appropriate. So he lives in Germany. His imaginary friend is Hitler, just actual Hitler. Yeah. So he talks to Hitler. A very specific, supportive, kind of loving, talk but toxic version of Hitler compared to like Hitler, because <laughs> it's a kid's imagination version of a Hitler. Well. That like cares about his feelings. <laughs> That's what I thought was actually really sad. Like I actually, I actually yeah. like made me really sad at one point because I, I it's the, the whole the, this kid obviously doesn't have a lot of supportive people in his life. So yeah. he looks at this this ideal idyllic person who he's never met and will probably never meet because he's this you know high well, up. Well, yeah whatever. But he like sees him as like a nice person because oh, that's all he needs is that kind of 
He needs that yeah. kind of hero. And so Hitler is Germany's hero like right his, now. His dad's absent. He and sees him as all his of his dad, friends basically. don't exist except one. It's just one kid. It's just one. He has I, one friend named Yorkie who's incredible. I love that's my favorite. But like other than that, it's, it's just Yorkie and his mom and then no one else. And everyone picks on him and everything. So he's got like this version of Hitler made up in his head. That's like this fun because he doesn't know supportive who, dude. He doesn't yeah. know anything else about Hitler. He's just a kid. Or more specifically, he buys into all of the ideals of Hitler of being some cool ultimate person. So of course he would be supportive of you. And of course all these things would happen. And of course he believes in you because he's Hitler. Good old Hitler. Good old Hitler. See, but actually, it's a real specific tone to strike for a movie. But, but what's nice is because of this, because it seemed like a kid's eyes, it allows for a lot of like really comedic scenes where like Hitler is just like he he talks like a kid because a kid's imagining him. So he's yeah. just like he he's, he's kind of has he has like the tone of like oh man, dude, that sucks. Like he's just he's kind of like a he's a chum, you know? Yeah, he's a good old pal Hitler. Good old pal, friendly yeah. friendly boy Hitler. Never thought I'd say that before. Just slip him right in there amongst all of the other, uh, the beasts from, uh, what's it called? Where the wild things are. Yeah. Just, no, he's yeah. just right on that island. That's just Hitler no, he, on there. He, like, he frolics. He's his best buddy, Hitler. He frolics and he's really inspirational yeah. and he's really funny. And uh, which, makes, he which, makes a lot of very funny references. Which, which takes a turn over the course of the movie. Because like, eventually if when the kid's not like not as cool with the idea of being a Nazi, I know crazy. Uh then, like, his relationship with Hitler changes. <laughs> I can't say these sentences out loud. Well, yeah, because the whole point is that hit, this this imaginary version of Hitler is everything that this kid needs at the time. So mm-hmm. as his kid's need, needs change over time, as he, like, discovers himself, his need for Hitler also changes. And his it, imaginary it, friend Hitler doesn't really care much for him abandoning there was him. It really was, like, that touching sort of story you've seen in movies before where, like, the child is noticeably outgrowing their imaginary friend and the ideas they represent. It's just that that imaginary friend happens to be Tico ITT playing I, Hitler. See, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I actually didn't even know that. that was, so I've seen what we do in the shadows and I didn't know that Taika Watiti, the director, was one of the characters in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who's playing Hitler in this movie is actually also the director of the film, which I didn't know. I mm-hmm. thought was funny when the credits rolled. I was like, oh. I wonder why he gave such a good fucking performance. He knew what he was doing. But no, I was just mad. Did, what? Oh, I was gonna say my imaginary friend was John Lennon. Oh. But I never outgrew John Lennon. You never outgrew I used to John talk Lennon. to John Lennon's ghost when I was a kid. And I kinda understand that. I actually kinda related to this movie. I never had an imaginary friend. Um I didn't. That's why I had to have John Lennon's ghost. Cause I, I was like, I'm not gonna imagine something that's not real. But you know what's real? Oh right, yeah. John Lennon's ghost. You said you like you told yourself to have an imaginary friend because, because I wanted to fit in with want... my friends. They all had imaginary <laughs> friends. And I wanted one too, but I was like, I couldn't like fall for like. So like there was like enough people's imaginary friends that there was like a peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, I could maybe believe that I could talk to John Lennon's ghosts. Hmm. So I just did that as a kid instead, and just made it happen. And I turned out great. So, hmm. hey, John Lennon, where okay. you are? Well, I did tell you to imagine a world. Yeah, oh, don't make me cry. Oh. Don't make me cry again, Keith. <laughs> again today, dude. Yeah, so I was I was like crying in the theater, and I didn't want Keith to hear me crying, so I had to like stifle myself a little bit because I get embarrassed. <laughs> but I, I I needed to like, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't let myself. I had to like start to stifle. <laughs> you can't hide it though. It's impossible. No, I just because you get sniffly. 
I just uh, I was just very touched. So this movie <laughs> hits hits some really good chords. It has some it, it has some serious implications because obviously there there's a background that is very serious happening around this kid as he's yeah. trying to grow up. Um, and it kind of uses that to like highlight some very like sentimental moments, but it also has like the whimsy of like, oh, you're a kid, so you have like these lighthearted moments in your life, and it's kind of weird to have that framed in such a very serious. Uh, like true life background yeah. the juxtaposition is actually really good and it makes it, these moments more meaningful when they are like sentimental it was interesting that like the movie was so oh it was overtly dark in its subject matter Made while, me fucking n- while laugh. none of the actual like tone of the filmmaking was ever dark in that way for the most part like it was it really was like like if you had like the colorfulness and the the, the sort of like careful shot setups and everything and, and like kind of playfulness of like moonrise kingdom but then in the background like war crimes are happening yes like it, it was like it, they like the movie was not letting itself be framed around that stuff even though it was always the background noise of the whole setting well it's it's nice that it didn't like it didn't like focus a lot on the atrocities because so yeah. throughout the movie i don't think the kid the kid never actually understands like, fully what fully he's the like scope. endorsing yeah at one point he does so i mean i don't know plot points but at one point he does meet a, a oh, is it this hit in the trailer it's fine he meets a jewish girl he meets a jewish girl and he like develops a friendship with her and he like learns that these are mm-hmm. people and then his kind of viewpoint begins to change but i don't think he ever understands completely what the germans are doing which or, is good yeah. because i think that would be too much to kind of put into a two-hour movie but at the same time it's like a cool movie of like you watch this this through line of somebody both like learning like like it's it's the two aspects one is like when you're forced to live with somebody that is a type of person you have a bunch of like ideas about that are all wrong then you're forced to reconcile the reality with your what your your preconceptions were and how like those kind of dissolve away and they just become the person in front of you Mm -hmm. but also somebody just it deals with somebody just slowly dawning on the idea that like oh they've been on the wrong side this whole time and they've never questioned that because it's just their it was just what their world was. It's like she he kind of spends the whole movie both learning to imagine this other person complexly instead of just as this this bizarre cartoon this, this character, caricature this caricature of a human this, being, this, this this creature that hangs upside down and all that. Yeah, they drinks blood yeah. and like it's, it's funny because he really does believe all these things. Yeah, he's a kid. he draws evil little cartoons and stuff like that about like all the things the Jews do. Uh, but then he, but then he's meeting one and, and she's kind of like, they're like, they're, they're, she'd be, he, she'd be becoming like the most important person in his life essentially. Cause he only has like two other people anyway. Yeah. And honestly, she's obviously the most, she's the most like witty and, and smart mm-hmm. character in the movie, I think. So, um, she kind of gives him a, like a counterpoint to all those things that he has heard from his peers, you know? And Scarlett Johansson's so good in this movie. She's actually, you know, I have, she's so good. I, I have to say, like, there's been a lot of movies where I'm like not super fond of Scarlett Johansson, yeah. but I loved her in this movie. I, I think s- she's just in a lot of bad movies. Well, sometimes I don't think she like emotes enough. Yeah, um, like she was just so tender in this film. I there were yes, so many yes, great yes. scenes with her. Also, Keith, like. She, like she's like the if i was a mom i'd be that because yeah. she's fucking weird <laughs> That's yeah she's cool. like pranking her kid and yeah she's with just fucking around with them the whole movie but like she's so but she's so loving and like tender throughout the film well, but also like interacts completely differently with the two different kids she's kind of taken care of in their in their own ways Well, because one of them is more uh because one of them is the jewish girl so she's more yeah. her eyes are more open to the complexity of the situation while her kid is like she's aware that she doesn't agree with nazis mm-hmm. she, so but her kid is like 
has this fanaticism about Nazis because he just lives in this time period and all of his friends are doing it and he's lonely. So she like has to support him and love him, even though he represents everything that she disagrees with, which I think is really it makes her a really good character. Um, like I feel like good for her. She's a great mom, you know, then she also got this, the Jewish girl she's taking care of, who's completely aware of how bad things are. So she can be more real with that character. And it's, it's sad to me that like every, every pairing of characters interacted differently with each other. And you can notice like they weren't just flat characters that always acted the same way. Cause every different group of people had a different rapport with each other. It's like Scarlett Johansson had a different style of parenting with each person, but also like, there's like the stark difference of like you see the Jew from the kid's perspective first where it's like a horror monster to him. Mm-hmm. And then you then uh, Scarlett Johansson's with her and it's like actually like a really like nice scene. And she seems like and suddenly she seems like vulnerable and scared. Whereas last scene she was like all sharp angles and cheekbones and stabby and everything <laughs> and it's like it was just it was, it was just kind of interesting to see the seeing the recontextualization and like like how or like how scott johansson will interact with sam rockwell versus the kid and so on and also sam the, rockwell was good in this movie he's too. great he is very good i didn't know he was in this so i was really I didn't happy because he's great just in general uh I, I had a little kick for a little while where I think it was Iron Man 3 or something had Sam Rockwell in it. So I was like, I need to, I just need to see these movies. So I saw like Seven Psychopaths and Moon and stuff like that. I love Seven Psychopaths. He's just really good in a lot of movies. Uh, And he's just, he's great in here. He was in that one where he played uh, George W. Bush. He played George W. Bush in that um, Vice in, in Vice. Vice, yeah, the movie Vice. Oh, he plays George W. Bush, and he does a fucking great job. He has a great George W. Bush impression. Vice, like Miami Vice or something. No, or? no, it's about the Vice President. It's about, it's about Dick Cheney. It's a movie about Dick Cheney. It's about the people that did the Big Short. Oh, um, it was I okay. I haven't seen it. It was okay. Yet. I'm not like necessarily. Yeah, his performance was great, but there's too many movies. How do you ever keep up? That's why we got to tell everyone about Jojo Rabbit. I didn't tell because they're all seeing Frozen Two right now. Fucking. Which... Which Keith's seen. Keith's seen Shut that. up. No one needs to know that I've seen Frozen 2 and that I also cried at that. Oh, oh, that's cute. They're Pixar <laughs> movies. What are you, soulless? I, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> not, well, actually, that's not a Pixar so, movie. That's a Disney movie. Oh, Disney fucking owns Pixar. Yeah, you can't tell the difference anymore anyway, honestly, between which one's which. You know what I mean? They, they, they... I guess the, the, the princesses give it away. I don't know. I don't think Pixar makes... Uh, I don't think Pixar makes uh, princess movies. I don't think they don't. I think they do. All I know is that fucking Disney took Pixar hostage and they forced them to do all their all their movies now. So, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But that's just the Disney Corporation. But No, I found out today that it's Keith, slowly taking Keith, everything. Keith has never seen Forrest Gump. Why do you got to do this to me? Because it's because so, <laughs> I want everyone to chastise you. Because I've never seen ridiculous. Forrest Gump. I've never seen 2001. I've never seen Godfather. I've never seen uh, uh, something something. Don't worry. Hug the bomb. Oh, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> Don't worry. Hug the bomb. <laughs> hug that. Hug that bomb. I've never seen uh, Metropolis. I've never seen Brazil. There's a lot. There's a lot of things I'm trying to get to one day. Keith, Keith, Keith. But I gotta watch all the Marvel movies or all fall behind. (laughs) No, actually, these days, the biggest thing stopping me from making any progress on watching movies is TV. I'm watching so much shows all the time. I haven't given (laughs) a lot of love. Like, honestly, since I moved out and I 
I, I, I watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have I do have Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff. I use Amazon to watch movies. I don't use it to watch shows or anything. Um, I watch like old sitcoms. Like I'm like I like I like the classics, you know. But like I don't spend a lot of time watching new TV because I don't have faith in it. You don't have faith in it? <laughs> no, I don't. The, the only the only TV yet? show I, I'm 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 into that's current is Mr. Robot, and which is fucking... great. Mr. Robot's great. So well, then you also got to see Better Call Saul. I've seen and I'm Barry. On, I'm on. And um, Barry, I haven't seen Barry. And Barry, <laughs> and Barry, Barry is important. Also, you and I, Barry with an A, and also, Barry with uh, an U, and then Barry with an E. Maniacs probably your jam. That was the um, Emma Stone, Jonah Hill. I think limited run miniseries. I think it's over. I don't think it's supposed to have more seasons. Where they kind of go in and they they kind of they kind of Eternal Sunshine. That's kind of what's going on in that movie. I love Eternal Sunshine. Bit. Not with each other though. I think Eternal Sunshine is one of the most romantic movies. They're kind of in a weird brain trial project thing. And it's it's one of those things where it's like so creatively shot. And it's just so fun to watch because of the experience of just where they're going with the show. As opposed to just just the, as opposed to just pure plot and everything. And it's Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And they're both great. So that's pretty good. Uh, but this movie, Jojo Rabbit. Watch it. No, it's a, it's a really Watch excellent it. movie. I don't think anyone else could 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 make like a could I make like a laughing. satire. <laughs> Just the whole goddamn movie. No, yeah, it was it's, it was funny throughout until um, it got brutally sad, but also was still funny. But even then, so then you're like laugh crying and you're confused and you don't know what to feel. That's why I kept crying because it went it went from like it was like sad moment and then it was like um ha- like happy cry moment yeah. and then it was another sad moment it was like happy cry moment <laughs> and then at the end at the end during the credits i just had to go <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot it's good emotional storytelling which is what's supposed to be these no, that- are, what, that's supposed to be what these are about M- films <laughs> they're supposed to be about emotions and well and it's they, comedy they but it's saying something yeah. it's saying so-, so it needs to drive home the it needs to remind you that it has stakes to 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 Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, it's and boy does it's it. humorous and fun. It has more stakes than I thought it was going Me too. to. Me too. I knew, like, I knew it was. I knew that they seem to be in Berlin, and it's like the end of the war, and it's World War II, and they're Nazis. So I'm like, I should expect stakes, and yet the tone and the colors and all that. I'm like, I don't. I think this colors is just, are great. I, like, I thought it was going to be a kind of toothless comedy where they just kind of have a lot of really good jokes and maybe good characters, but it's just kind of set to this kind of edgy backdrop. So it would be more of a... Because um, they can mine it for jokes, which they do immediately, like at that camp at the beginning. Oh, immediately. Like there's so many great jokes built around the, the fucked up context of the film. But then the context becomes like the the for, the forefront of it. And you're like, oh, this actually stuff actually happens in this movie. Like I, I, like I was, I thought the movie was going to just be at the camp. I thought it was going to be like, like I was ready for Moonrise Kingdom, but everyone has armbands. Like, like a Mel Brooks style, like take on like Nazis, yeah. which which I'm not like this in Mel Brooks or anything. But like the, um, I thought it was just it was just going to be like punchline, just like yeah. ha ha ha, let's make fun of Nazis, which is you know, um, totally great down for making fun of Nazis. Yeah, but. I just, like I, I think the cool thing is just like this director keeps surprising me with what he, the way he does comedy. Like I, I, I just didn't know where this movie was going or what it was going to be, just in general. And I couldn't really predict it based on movies I've seen. It's, it's really just kind of like uh, it's lighthearted when it needs to be, and it just it, it it points out the absurdity of like this blind nationalism and 
how this happened. It's kind of incredible that in real life this happened. And it kind of reminds you of how ridiculous that is by like having a kid experience it basically be like in a world where he's expected to be indoctrinated. But like, it's just, it's so absurd. Like these things that they tell these people is so absurd that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just ripe for making fun of. And it, no, he did a great job. I'm really happy with it. Great actors too, child actors. Yeah, no, like, no. Oh my gosh, settling I'd... your entire film on kids is risky as shit, and they have to do accents. Yes, which who knows if they are, if those are the like they might if they found kids with the accents or they trained actor kids with the accents like to like train them to have the accents because that's like that's just a lot to manage. I gotta say, I gotta say, so while so trying to act. I know that uh, that kids are good in a movie. And I usually know acting is good in a movie where I don't know. You don't notice it. That's the whole like point. Like you're not thinking about the fact that they're kids in a movie. And but like in, you're like, oh, I'm watching kids. Here we go. Yeah. In kid movies, you if, if I ever notice that the kid's acting, then I then I already know it's like bad acting. But mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that until right now when you said like, oh, yeah, yeah kid actors. And I was like, like, oh, yeah, this entire film, almost every shot features one or two ch- child actors continuously through the film yeah, and like they're the, they're the stars of the movie there's three main ones and honestly they all did really great now that i think about it and mm-hmm. they're all fucking cute fucking adorable as fuck and they, this main kid is so cute they have to do like all of it they have, to, they have to have the accents they have to emote and they have to like do what's like a, a fair amount of like drama in the story and like do the, all the acting and everything and they have to deliver comedy lines in a way that it land. Well, see, the, the best like, I don't part, even know how you do this. <laughs> like the, when, when these two these two boys, they have like rapport with each other, and they they say like these ridiculous things, <laughs> but they say it so straight faced and convinced that they're right. Like just like how a kid says, like, a kid's like, there's that one line where he's like, "Nothing stronger, like the most strong thing is metal, yeah. metal, and then like rocks, and then and then muscles." But like he says it like, and then muscles. Is it so like? <laughs> no, it's, metal. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's like. Somebody, somebody said something was strong. And they're like, oh, everyone knows the strongest thing is metal, and then expl- explosives. Oh, and then dynamite. And, yeah, it's like, and then dynamite, and then and muscles. then probably muscles. <laughs> they're just saying it, just serious. I oh, was like, God. hell yeah! And the number of like visual gags are fantastic, like slapstick moments, moments where like moment of triumph, like like the the the, uh, the grenade scene, or like. Just the visual of, like, a kid wearing a paper uniform and things like that. Like, they keep having more to do. Like, there's just a lot of fun creative energy in this. I had a great time. One of my favorite visuals is, like, earlier in the movie, uh, Sam Rockwell's character is designing his own uniform. His own Nazi uniform. Yeah. And it's it's fucking ridiculous. He puts, he's like, I, want, I put a feather on there for aerodynamics <laughs> this, and, and, and a cape. And, 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 my, then, and my gun plays annoying music at people. To, to at like, the to ruin the morale. Yeah. And, then, and then at the very end, there's a scene with him wearing it. And yeah. it just makes you very happy. It's like a fucking ridiculous outfit. Yeah, the, the film's... But, it, it's but full Nazi of setup uniforms are ridiculous. It's, it's like, full of so much setup and payoff. Uh, including ones that... In, in some cases, like stuff, it, I was predicting the movie sometimes and didn't want to predict the movie because of elements of setup and payoff, but also like other things. But uh, I think we, we're, we, I think we want to go into spoilers, don't we? Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. So, spoilers. Watch the movie. Come back after you've watched the movie. This is the only people who've watched Jojo Rabbit section. Yeah. So yeah. So we You're not allowed. There's only two other people in the theater, by the way. Yeah. It was just the two of us and two other people, and just empty. I, I reserved the tickets because I'm like, I'm not going to go to the theater at nine o'clock in the morning and not have tickets to the film. <laughs> like, and then you just fucked like there's no other way. But that was very unnecessary. There was no yeah. one there. No. We're just sitting there quietly having a personal screening of the 
giant ass thing. It's actually it's like Whiplash because I saw Frozen the night before, and it was a it was the biggest theater. We're at the IMAX theater at the same place, and it was just full completely. And there were so many children just making noise the entire film, and so much rattling and noises. And I would have loved people a bunch running of, around. A bunch of kids like, went and saw this uh, movie. <laughs> A bunch of little kids went and saw this movie about a war they probably don't even know happened. Yeah, That'd be funny. like it was a. I'll take my kids. Like I've had, I've had way worse movie going experiences. It wasn't as disruptive. It was actually wasn't even particularly disruptive. But you were just were continuously aware of like just a level of activity around you at all times. Like there, yeah. it was never there was never not like it's like being in a bowling alley. <laughs> like you're just aware that you're full of a place full of other people, even if you're just your group of people doing your one thing. But like yeah, this was just an empty ass theater because no one's watching this movie like it was one showing all day and they, and people didn't even like crowd into that one and it was no. the smallest theater of the it's entire place i've never seen that theater before in that in that in the mm. like it was it was only four rows of seats yeah. and of those four rows there was four people total yeah. that's a bummer it makes me sad that's actually kind of why i think it's good that we do this yeah. video because but he's but he's, he's having fun though because he just did thor so he's like fuck oh, i'm yeah, gonna make my know. weird indie movie that I, I doesn't even go to most making, theaters like that was mm-hmm, that was such a good movie i was like <laughs> i was like wiping the tears from my eyes and i was like keith i liked that movie yeah. <laughs> i liked that movie i liked that movie <laughs> i had a great time i had a great time but uh speaking of spoilers so Here we go. i got i guessed the thing Oh, see, okay, so I, there's some certain, I mispredicted the thing. I the, thought it was going to... There's so, some visual storytelling they kept doing where they oh, really, oh, the, really the, like the shoes, to right? have... They really like to have her walking on high surfaces where her feet were high, were eye level with the kid multiple times right, throughout the movie. Right. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like what this is suggesting. Well, well, I, I thought... I, only, I didn't think about the height of her, her yeah. but I kept thinking about how they kept pointing out her shoes, and that made me really scared. Yeah. Because so the well shoes is yeah shoes is a bad visual image well, the, for the Holocaust yeah so in the very beginning of the film there's a scene where they you know everything's lighthearted this is like one of the first serious moments there's like everything's lighthearted and cool mm-hmm. um, and the kid and the mom are walking through like the square and there are hanging hanging bodies. And it, and it just shows their shoes. It yeah. never shows their faces. It just does, shows their shoes. There's a distressing this is shoes. The, it's also the height of the kid, which I think is important. So the yeah. kid is, is shoe height of and these they keep, people. they keep showing his mom's shoes. And her. they keep seeing showing her from his perspective when she's standing up on surfaces so that her shoes are at his, high, high, his eye level. And her shoes are very and, distinct. And he specifically can't tie shoes. So like there's I, more, I they, knew... they keep layering aspects of shoes. Oh, that part... Sorry. <laughs> okay, but so yeah, so I knew at the very beginning the one of the first things that Hitler kind of says that makes him he's like kind of an asshole to him. He's like, mm-hmm. you can't even t- like, oh, you're a ten year because he he points out all of his personal insecurities because he is him, is mm-hmm. his imaginary friend. So he's like, you're just you know, even though you're just this ten year old boy, you can't even tie your shoes yet. Blah 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 blah. And so it's one of the first things you learn about this kid is that he can't tie his shoes. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie, the mom keep keeps showing him how to tie his shoes, and she keeps using the rabbit method, which ties into the name of the film. Um, where you, you wrap the rabbit, you know, it goes through the hole, all that stuff. And then, um, and I knew, at the, I knew like, okay, at the end of the movie, he's going to tie shoes correctly. I knew it was going to be like one of those, it's like a symbol of personal growth kind of thing. But yeah, and they kept showing her shoes and her shoes are very distinct because she's very like, she's like one of the only bright characters in this really sad kind of world. She wears hypersaturated clothes. I love her fucking clothes. I kept thinking like, dude, I'd fucking wear that. Let's see if I can find that. 
She's a hot mama. She has a bunch of different costumes. One of the images that comes up for some reason is Joker. And I'm like, yeah, it's about that color saturation. It's a hot mom. I was like, me as a mom. Wow. You look, you look, you Google jo- Jojo Rabbit Scarlet and it just auto completes to Scarlett Johansson death. And I'm like, no, stop. That <laughs> sucks. Stop. Well, stop. It's going to spoil it for everyone who just Googles her in this movie. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, she's, but she's like one of the only characters that's like really bright. And so you already know she's kind of like a part of the resistance because she's like wearing. It's always suggesting that she doesn't fit in with this group. Really exactly. bright lipstick and really bright colors. And she's like one of the only happy people. And and so when they see the the hanging people in the square, the thing is she says, the kid's like, oh, what did they do? She goes, oh, they did what they could. And so as soon as you hear that, you're like, okay, she's yeah. part of the resistance. So I feel I'm already scared. Like, like, I'm always... And like one of her first scenes, she like sarcastically says, yes, I volunteer my child to be conscripted at the age of 10 into the military. And, <laughs> and But then they don't. Well, she only does it because he wants really, it. But they don't really mean it sarcastically. Yeah. Is the distressing thing. Uh, but yeah, she uh, eventually is caught. And it's it's, it's very it's sad. very abrupt. Like no. she just hasn't been in a few scenes, and then he just like walks right into her shoes. Essentially, I didn't think okay. I didn't think anything of it because because in the scene before it, he comes home and she's not home. Yeah, and I don't think anything of it because it's instantly interrupted by something else. Because the yeah, gis- and she's constantly I would say the gazpacho. She's also, she also like constantly not home. What's the what's the name of the people? The Gustapo. Gust- I want to say gazpacho, but that's... Despacito. That's a cold soup. Gazpacho is cold soup. Despacito. The Despacito police are here. The gu- the- is it, is it, it's not the Gestapo, is it? I think it's the Gestapo. Whatever. The the Nazi cops. Nazi cops. <laughs> I feel like it's a different word for some reason. Gestapo. It Gestapo. It's Gestapo. It, I think it, yeah. Okay, so not Gestapo. The what? Gestapo <laughs> shows up to I don't her know house. Why. So the it's... scene's instantly interrupted. So you don't think about her not being there anymore because you're like you're not focused on that. Yeah. And the very next scene, he's walking through the square and he's following a butterfly, and bam, he walks right into her fucking shoes. And as soon as you see her shoes, they're very distinct. You remember those fucking shoes? It's very sad. So when they had the uh, the sister fake out scene. Where she pretended to be her the sister. Well, you gotta you gotta give background to that really quick. Well, I'm we're assuming people watch this movie, you fools. Well, watch the movie, you fools. You fools. The the <laughs> the, the, the the Jew girl that's living in their walls at one point has to pretend to be the dead sister because the Gustavo show up and it's actually one of the one of the setup moments was the fact that they had the uh I, I knew the she knife looked like was this- missing. Yes, it was two. Yeah, two things. One, she looks like their dead, I, her his dead sister. I thought that already. Yeah. And also, his knife was missing all movie, and like she was keeping it upstairs. And like since they didn't really, for most of the movie, they didn't have a good relationship, so the knife wasn't really going to go back to him. But also, she couldn't give give it back through the mom because the mom couldn't know that they knew about each other, and she never does find out that they knew about each other. So like it just continually is waiting up there. Like she, he doesn't have the knife all movie, and I'm like. I feel like that's going to come up. I didn't know how that, how I didn't think it'd come up so specifically of like that, like it almost necessitates her impersonating the sister or something. Well, I think honestly, he's a kid. I, you could have just lied and been like, yeah, oh, I lost it. I'm a fucking kid. Like it, it did feel like maybe there wouldn't be any that much of a consequence for the knife being missing because it is just a kid in a uniform in his own house. Well, They, they would have totally. That's the thing, though, I was thinking is like they totally have found her because everyone knows like people were living in the walls at that yeah. time. Like it was kind of. What a massive house. Like a beautiful house. It kind of shows the hard times to some extent is like the juxtaposition of like 
massive, ridiculously huge, grand house with no people in it and also no food. Like, they could, they're bringing home, like, a tiny bit of soup and, like, a slice of bread. And that's, like, what they have for the day. And, they're have, they have, and they have a house that's, like, grander than anything I've ever lived in or will ever live in, most likely. And it's, like, it's the, 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 the kind of difference in time that they're dealing with. They're kind of just silently just kind of, like... Well, because De- they're kind of just tolerating it, like they're just kind of like living through it and not even remarking on it. Back in the day, it was like at a point where in a lot of places where like if you owned your house, you just owned your house, and then mm-hmm. and then if people fell into hard times, you don't like it wasn't a house payment anymore. You owned your house already, so you're just mm-hmm. you're literally just buying food and paying for the lights to stay on and stuff. What a day to be alive! I know, man. Oh <laughs> gosh. But yeah, so it's, it's like if your family owned that house for generations, you don't have to worry about being kicked out of the house. You just have to worry about not starving. So I, that, that made sense to me, but it's, you know, but real power moves there. Like when the, uh, <laughs> when, when punk child is all like, knows that she, he's specifically starving the late, the girl upstairs. So he's like, yeah. he's like going for the food. It's like, Oh, if you're not going to eat it, then I'm going to eat it. And when it's like Scarlett Johansson's like specifically refusing to eat because he's gonna, so that gonna she can give the food to, to, the, to the Jewish girl. Yeah. That but she's keeping secret. And mom, she can't say mom anything. doesn't know that the kid she's, knows that oh. she's there. So, so well, I'll eat your leftovers. Cause you know, you don't yeah. want to spoil those. There's, uh, there's yeah. a lot of great scenes in this movie and also a lot of, a lot of changing and, and a lot of changing relationships between every like group of characters. Like they, they're all on their sort of a trajectory throughout the movie. And so like every scene's actually like, despite being like a funny fluffy thing and there's all these other things that the scenes are doing, they're also always moving parts. They're always, they're always changing the relationships the characters have. And they're always on a trajectory. Like they're all, they're all serving utility in the story. In addition to like the actual comedy and everything, because like they're, like every they're always in a different place each time. Well, and then so like the okay, so like the Sam Rockwell character was the um, he's a he's an authority figure, but he's not necessarily bad. And so you learn he's like that character where it's like, oh, I yeah. don't have to hate all authority because he's just wrapped up in this like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then you got the the fucking what's the kid's name Yorkie. I Yorkie. love Yorkie. He's my favorite. But it's, what's funny about him is that he's to point out how how weird and sad this is because he's a little cute ass like eleven year old kid mm-hmm. and he, he's he's constantly carrying around these big guns. Yeah, and then he's like going to war. He just wants to say, he for, just wants to wave hi to his friend and he like accidentally like blows up a post office. A post yeah, he, office he, he or drops something. the bazooka. Yeah. but the um, I just can't seem to die. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what's funny is that is that so I thought his utility in the story was going to be to die because I was yeah. like this poor kid he's not going to fucking live he's going to be a, a, a piggy. Like from Lord of the Flies, I was like, he's going to be a fucking piggy. He's going to die to prove a point. But I think they they knew that I was going to think that because they make a joke about it later when he's mm-hmm. like, I just can't seem to die. <laughs> and I'm like, that's because you thought all, all of us thought you were going to die because I totally thought he was going to die. But he's I was so glad he didn't because I love that kid. But yeah, he's yeah he's to point out how just ridiculous this whole thing is. The whole premises. These children yeah. carrying around these guns and like convinced that they're going to be able to go kill yeah. people. She's like, I saw some Jews they caught. I don't see what all the fuss is all about. They just kind of seem normal. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. As he's like yeah. putting his like, his like Mauser in his like gun pocket. <laughs> oh, because they handed him. Yeah, because they were I was like, oh, guns. like when they're handing him guns, I was like, oh no. I love that character, by the way. The, uh, I don't remember her name, but she was, she was from Pitch Perfect and a bunch of other films. The, the blonde lady. I don't remember her name. Cause either. she's, she's really funny in a few different films. And in this one, she's just like, 
she's the, just the distressingly patriotic, hyper gung ho Nazi lady, and so she just keeps kind of being like just saying distressing things every time she speaks. Essentially, uh, real bad moments like like her one of her first lines is to be like, "I've popped out eighteen kids just for the Ger- the German state." Great year to be a girl. <laughs> yeah, great. I was like, yeah, when, so, when they're at the like, camp, yeah. they're like, the, uh, the men, like the boys will learn like this, 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 and this, and this. Oh, and the women are going to learn how to make beds, how to heal the sick, and how to how birth to get children. Pre- how to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I was she like, specifically said get pregnant. I'm like, that's the worst words you could say. Put your legs over your head. <laughs> they're all, it's, a, it's, a, it's a camp for like 10-year-old kids. Yeah, see? A great year to be a woman. Immediately fucked uh, up. See, that's the kind of dark humor that I like, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, hoo, hoo. But no, I thought that was a really great movie. Yeah, I, I had a great time. I was telling Keith I was really fortunate, because I, I, this hardly ever happens where I get to go see all the weird movies I want to that are playing at the same time. And you've, like, you've like nailed all of them. Yeah, lately. I saw yeah. The Lighthouse, I saw Parasite, and I saw this, which are like the three that I wanted to see. I, I need to get caught up. Those ones are harder to find than the one that... <laughs> conveniently plays nine o'clock in the at a nearby theater i recommend all three of those by yeah. the way so and maybe we'll talk about those in the future yeah yeah this, is, this has been interesting to talk about because i think it's my first time doing a spoiler cast thing for like a comedy especially it's not like one that's like a tradition like a plot driven movie you know what i mean yeah it's like there's kind of a structure to like how you process a, th- a movie in your head when you want to discuss it but when it's not as, as much of a plot driven movie I'm kind of just swimming at random, <laughs> like oh, oh, this thing to talk about. Oh, this thing. Well, that's probably like that's just yeah. might be me too because that's just how my brain is. My brain's yeah. Really like, well, I I haven't done this in a year. We're back, everybody. The spoiler cast. I'm, we did it. I'm here. <laughs> I you know because because I used to, I used to do these with a at a, at a Andrew's place back before both of us moved multiple times, <laughs> like a, like a year and a half ago or something. I just figured, like, Keith and I just talk like this about movies anyway. Yeah. Like, this is just like... Yeah. We have long-winded oh, yeah. fucking conversations we had a, we about had... everything. <laughs> like, we saw we saw Joker. Oh, gosh. And we just we just kind of just were going and going for, like, 20 minutes. And we, like, we saw like, it with other people, and then yeah. you get, like, a word in. We were just were like... Yeah. It was the whole drive home, and then also when we got home, we were still just talking about Joker the whole time, which maybe we'll get around to at some point. I kind of want to watch it again before I to talk about it, just because it's been a bit now. No, you got to watch. And also, we Taxi wanna, Driver. Yeah, we want ta- to watch Taxi Driver first. Keith's never seen it, but no. I've seen it, and I got a lot of things to say mm-hmm. about those two movies together. I'm gonna so. go find movies here. Mm-hmm. But no, they're like, you guys just argue. Like I remember, I think it was yeah, one of the people that was in the car with us. I think after we got out, was just like, you guys just argued the whole way home, and it's like we weren't arguing. Yeah, we weren't arguing, but also like this is just. This is when you find people that just like talk about movies and just I, go and go. It's like my go. favorite thing is like seeing a movie and then getting in the car and being yeah. like, okay, so we're going to talk about everything about it. We had to sit there and just wait because we were like, no, no. We, I was like, because we were, we were getting in the car and you started talking. I'm like, we have to decide. Are we going to make a video about this? Because if we're going to make a video, we have to stop. <laughs> like, and we have to just wait for a minute. Although maybe in the future, I'll just have a fucking dash cam uh, phone set up and we're just talking in the car on the way. I won't be able to. I'll just get in the car and go. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, no, no but then we'll be cinema sins. Oh no. Uh <laughs> don't compare yourself to anybody else. <laughs> You're your own person. You're your own person. Just like JoJo. Just like JoJo. Uh this is Also yeah. watch JoJo's the anime. It's great. <laughs> I need to. 
No, Keith hasn't watched JoJo, you guys. Keith hasn't even watched JoJo, you guys. I love JoJo's. <laughs> I don't know if Keith will like it. That's okay. I might like Your it. Your brother doesn't I don't watch like that it. Much, I don't watch that much anime, though. <laughs> it's like I watched only... Devil Man and a Gretzko. Maybe I'd watch JoJo if it was on Netflix. It is, motherfucker. <laughs> only one season, though. That's not even Not worth even the it. good season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have Crunchyroll. I'm so yeah. cool. I have Crunchyroll, and I don't pay for it. I mooch off. I mooch off of it, so it's you a, can borrow mine. It's a beautiful era to be having like, subscribing to stream services, so that you can use other people's stream services. Somebody, somebody give Keith your Crunchyroll account. I, I, oh yeah, I still don't pay for Netflix. I don't pay for Netflix. I don't pay for Crunchyroll. Just occurred to me because I because I was in a a family plan thing, or like I was on, I was a sub account on a family thing, and then I just moved out, and I was like. I guess I'll just keep using. I don't even think about it because it's just auto logging on on my computer. So like, I don't even process the idea that I'm like, I don't even have to log in to re-recognize that I'm using like somebody else's like information. Mm. I'm just like, eh, this still works. <laughs> just watch Netflix forever, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I don't know how to close this. I don't know. Does I, do you have any other things you want to talk about about this movie? Um. No, I think that's just it. kind of a general ranting. Now we're just petering out. Well, if you guys have been subscribed to this whole time to the podcast feed, here it is coming back like Frankenstein. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a new a new thing in it because uh, I I haven't uploaded a single thing to the podcast feed since besides like the free episodes of the Patreon Q and A for like the last year. It just hasn't been podcasts. They all died. <laughs> like I said. Um... Like like I said, Keith and I just talk like this anyway. When like I first moved in here, I we like I figured out very early that Keith and I had very similar interests on a lot of things. We've had very long kitchen conversations about horror movies. Yeah. And and, and so on. See you weren't expecting that, huh, Keith? You were like this bitch. Who's this bitch that will I got, I got hints about it because uh I think Eric told me that somebody in the house uh, also collected uh, Junji Ito. Oh yeah, and I'm like that's real specific. This household has like three copies of Gyo <laughs> scattered between I, its. Why denizens. did you get your I, your brother wasn't gonna like that? Why did you get that for him? I don't know. I, I could have to told you that. Well, I didn't know you. You were you weren't even there yet. You didn't know him yet. Well, when I, I, I would have known that right away. <laughs> Here's a brother. I was just well. He doesn't. He doesn't get new things so no I was like, this is not it's, it's yeah. not i don't know well it was uh it was i've just i've just, I just experimented with different things over the years because like i tried getting him games so i was like oh, i used to play like jrpgs and grinding games and stuff like that I'll, I'll get you these new ones to try out but like he doesn't want to play new games he wants to play the same games forever he just wants to play wow and diablo and nothing else so i was like uh well you 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 collect uh manga and stuff like that so it's like I'll, I'll, here's some manga that i found so i got him uh I got him Gyo and All You Need Is Kill. Which you oh. might like that one. All I know is like one of the worst gifts I've ever gotten in my whole I, life. And last year I got him fish because <laughs> I, I knew that that was what he's doing these days. You got him fish? Yeah. Already? No, last year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you were there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> we, dro- right. we drove off to aquariums to, and I paid for the fish. It wasn't much of a surprise Christmas present because he was just picking them out and then getting them instantly (laughs) because that's how fish care works. It's one of the things we try to buy 
Christmas presents for somebody whose like hobby is live creatures that have to be cared for at all times is but, that you don't really wrap them up and surprise them with that. Yeah. 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 You, you can't really put those in your closet for two months, you know? No. I, I got to get something this year. I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole. We'll other. just both drive them out to an aquarium and pay for things for them. You know, I was I was gonna <laughs> do that like, anyway. What else can we do? <laughs> I, I was thinking maybe. Well, I don't want to say what I'm like gonna get him on here because what if he sees it? Because he'll know. He doesn't watch my stuff. We're related. He would never give me the, the time of day. <laughs> That's how siblings work. You have to like. You, the, you, you, it's does like anyone a, in your family watch your stuff? Uh, no. <laughs> it's like something about that's. How, I think that's. I think that's usually how people go say is like they always talk about how like their entire family doesn't even understand their YouTube channel on like a fundamental level. Even the people that are of the age that you think would discover it, understand it, those people. It's more the other hand the thing is like because you're related, there's like a militant disinterest in the very premise of watching your content. Cause I don't know, it's just man. that asshole. <laughs> if my if like my brother or sister did that, I would watch their stuff. Well then you should encourage them to watch to do it, and then you can you could see their stuff all day and without it and it's like bridging the gap. It's like you're with them every day. I would love that. Yeah. But they're, they're a lot younger than me, though. So I know you probably said that sarcastically, but I would actually genuinely no, like that. No, that's a, that's a, that's a real thing. Uh, like, do you know who the Vlogbrothers are? No. So the Vlogbrothers are a channel that's been around forever. You know who both of them are because they're Hank Green and John Green. Oh. And so they they started off as, a, I think it was called Brotherhood 2.0, and now it's called Vlogbrothers, which has been most of the time it's been called that. Uh, it started as two brothers who I think are like six to eight years apart. Like they're kind of, there's kind of a gap between them. And so they kind of, because they were living in separate States and hadn't been around each other a lot, they started reinventing their, their, their relationship by having a, a vlogging channel that they both were on where they would both make videos each week directed at the other person. That's cool. And they're just trying to entertain each other essentially. That's kind of sweet. And they still do it to this day. Like all the all through all the book deals and movie deals and the fifteen other channels they run and the convention because they created VidCon and all that, but like they still do the that thing. It's kind of evolved to its own thing because like obviously they are very aware there's an audience now. Where at, from the at the beginning it was more of a direct one to one thing, but like they're still just trying to like wow each other every week essentially. And like it's a it's a great it's really a great sweet. idea for a channel. That's really cute. It's still like the best channel on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> that's really cute. Hey, wait, we're going off on tangents. Yeah, sorry. Watch JoJo, even though we spoiled it, if you still haven't watched JoJo. Well, no, even, you know. Watch it anyway. Honestly, the spoilers don't make the movie. It's the emotion. Well, it's. The emotion. Yeah, the emotion, and I think. And the great comedy. Yeah, it it was a really, really unique comedy that tackled a really difficult subject matter, but did it in a way that was, uh, wasn't pandering. It didn't, like, make light of this uh, atrocity. It really just pointed out the absurdity of something that actually happened and uh, how maybe we can all learn from that, you know? But good job. Uh, And Scarlett Johansson was in a good movie for once. Um, I think the last (laughs) one was, uh, was it Lost in Translation? Oh, God. Wasn't that a long time ago? Yeah, I like that one, though. Oh, and then she's also in Ghost World, which no one knows, I don't know if I love. I don't know if I've seen her in a single good movie besides some Marvel movies ever. Watch watch Ghost World. Like I, for me, she's like, oh, the ghost in the shell lady, and so on. Oh yeah, like a lot of like real disasters. 
which we also did a spoiler cast of. Andrew and I weren't happy. You'll be shocked to find out. When the, that is both the Ghost in the Shell and Death Note. Those are both. Oh like, no! Yeah, those are. <laughs> Don't both, make me talk about Death the, Note. I think those are both the same year. Oh, so we, no. we did we did spoiler cast on both of those, and it's like. Fuck. I had my own version of that in <laughs> Big, my oh no. in my old apartment by myself, angrily fuming for over like four glasses of wine and just crying. <laughs> Chewing grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the better lines in the movie. I'm just right. gonna chew on these grapes. See you guys next time. Bye. Casual hangout video <laughs> or audio. You thought it was over, it's still not over. Uh oh, is this like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where it's like, go home? What are you still doing? Here? Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. What the fuck, Keith? Go home. What are you still doing here? The movie's over. Go home. I've, al- I've also only seen the first Back to the Future. Motherfucker. Motherfucker, Keith. I've also fuck? never seen Teen Wolf. I don't know if That's I've seen so that. Bad. I don't know if I've seen that guy in movies. Michael J. Fox. Generally speaking. Oh. What is he in? Those movies. Well, then, obviously, and then and now he has he has some Parkinson's troubles. Well, yeah, I loved him. I thought he was the cutest thing ever. Was he had a movie? big fat crush on was him. Michael J. Fox in the movie this year. Um, no, he tries to do shows and stuff, but a lot of his stuff he does is advocacy work now. Because I feel like I saw him in something like recently. Welcome to the boring. I'm on IMDb part of the not wife IMDb. <laughs> You thought this video was over, but actually, we're just here to waste all of your time. We'll keep you friends. We'll keep you company friends for a few more minutes. Are we having a great time? What the fuck is Archie 2? How um, is he in a movie every year still? Oh, he, he was himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I remember that. Um, Michael J. Fox show. Apparently happened. He's gonna rescue me? I don't know. Go, go. Is it in order? Like... Keep going up. Wait, no, no, no. Go to the bottom because it's in chronological order. I want to see what he did after Teen Wolf. After Teen Wolf? No, just like go. I did too many E's. You just go. It's in chronological order. Keith, you can just go down yeah. to the bottom and then scroll up. Well, I was just going to skip to his Teen Wolf. Um. Okay, so he did Family. T- Wait. Wasn't he Doogie Hauser? Was he Doogie Hauser? Was that before or after Teen Wolf? That would be his first thing. His first thing? It was Leo and me. I it was Doogie. Here's oh, no, no, Boomer. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Doogie Hauser is... That's terrible. That's a great name. Doogie Hauser is that guy um, who was... Uh... It was uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I haven't seen movies. Well, Doogie Hauser is a TV show. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's in, oh, he's in Mars Attacks. Yes. Which is great. I used to, they had a, See, I've seen a movie with Michael J. Fox in it. They had... Um, He's real. Oh, he was Stuart Little. That's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he was... And he also Homeward Bound Dog. He was... Uh, oh, yeah. He I've, was, seen, I've seen him in Scrubs. He was in... He was Chance from Homeward, Homeward Bound. Bound. Yeah. yeah Chance. Yeah. I love... So that's his, that's his role in my childhood is Homeward Bound, <laughs> which I loved. I was telling um, someone at work that the only movies I like with animals in them, with live action animals, would be Homeward Bound, Milo and Otis, and then Babe. Hmm. 
I don't I don't appreciate the well, use this of this year. We get Lady in the Tramp, which looks terrifying. Well, they're all CG, aren't they? It looks terrifying to look at. I don't like any movies that have exotic animals doing acting roles. I think they should only be domesticated animals for that. And I think they should be treated very well. Like Milo and Otis mm. got their own little trailers and everything. <laughs> they had a great time. But um, whenever dogs are in movies, it's usually like you get to the credits and you find out actually it was like twelve dogs. We well, tricked yeah. you. They get, they get tired. Yeah, and maybe one dog's really good at running. Yeah. And one dog's good at barking. <laughs> um, and they get a bunch of really similar looking dogs. In the lighthouse, they had a bunch of uh, seagulls, hmm. actor seagulls, actor and, seagulls, and they had different ones for different things. Because one of them was like really good at pecking. One of them was really good at flying. They actually had them for different things, and. Uh, and they were all like rehabilitated seagulls that got like hit by cars that like weren't able to live out in the world. So they were like, I thought that was like kind of sweet. It's a really specific backstory. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and so, yeah, they just, uh, I won't talk about it, but they play a really symbolic role in that movie. Wait, Michael J. Fox still plays Marty McFly in voice acting roles. Yeah, no one else can do his voice. Well, it's just surprising. No one ever. Like they never get the re- they never get the real people for those. Michael they always J. Fox. Ha- they always have to just re- like try to imp- do impressions. But they maybe he's respected. It's like how we're playing uh like we're playing Death Stranding and like Guillermo del Toro is not played by Guillermo del Toro. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I hate to break your heart, but his they, voice? It's not his voice. But it's his body though, right? Yeah, they did his body and like it's, it, the idea is to have him in the movie, but it's just so much voice acting. So, like, they just have somebody doing an impression of him the entire film. Like, it's just that's a voice pretty actor. funny because honestly, yeah. most people, like me included, like, what the I don't know what Guillermo del Toro no. sounds like because but that's like I watch lot, his movies. That's a lot of time for to take up of him. But I don't like listen to him to, talk like, all the time. Most people probably don't even know what he looks of, like. like. Boring exposition. Yeah, I, I, he he, like, he probably like, like, that's like not, I don't want to do that. It's not worth his time to, to just talk about bbs for like 12 hours i'll talk about bbs for 12 hours and we will (laughs) 